Hello and welcome to Sponsored by Nobody. This week, sponsored by Shrubberies, a fun word for fun people. It is November 2020 and you are listening to Leaves in the Jungle, Season 1, Episode 2. In this game, we will be using the Wild Sea World setting and system. Um, We're going to start again with another creative prompt because I think those are really fun. Uh, So... You guys, what do the words gear rabbit make you think of? Is it a creature, a plant, a place, a person, or some sort of object? Again, it's gear rabbit. Uh, makes me think of like an ancient pre-verdant toy that seemed, that still has technology far beyond what we have now. Okay. I think a gear rabbit would be a good way to describe somebody who just always has the right piece of equipment and probably has an awful lot of like pouches and pockets. So it could be like not derogatory, but definitely like, ah, oh, there's the gear rabbit as this person comes along with this giant backpack full of stuff. Nice. Okay. It could be some sort of uh, hybrid mechano creature, you know, uh, maybe a pet style goes and fetches your tools for you. Ooh, okay, yeah. I just, like, all I can see is just, like, a rabbit that just, you know, is used, you just use its its endless hopping energy to power a machine. Like, it's got, like, a little, like, can't think of the word, like, just, just a little, like, press, like, a foot pedal thing, and it's just like... Like the Energizer Bunny? Kind of, yeah. But just oh, kind of okay. like bouncing in a machine, keeping it going, keeping the gears moving. Nice. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Well, that was, yeah, that was our little creative thought. So for this game, I am Ian. I will be our Firefly. And we have... Uh, my name's Austin, and I'll be playing Yaku the Zelikray. I'm Bev. I'm playing Rook the Ardent. Uh, I'm Dylan, and I'm going to be playing Jison Alga, the Gal. And I'm Jonathan, and I'm going to be playing Gomez Moonglow, the Ectus. Nice. Okay, does anyone want to recap just briefly what happened in episode one last time? We started off as the, what we were calling the A-team, a group of plucky adventurers who are a little bit more brave and daring than our characters, maybe. Um, I don't know. We're still getting to know them, though. Maybe they'll maybe they'll come through. But these characters saw something in the distance, I think, and yeah. decided decided like, yeah, let's 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 go for that. Let's see what that was. And uh, oh boy, I hope it goes well for them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's great. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, yeah, that's I think that's about where we are. Yeah, no, that that's perfect. Thank you. Um, so, as you say, we are not quite the ex- most exciting and heroic group. In fact, the four of you are kind of just general sailors, you know? There's nothing overly exciting about your backstories. I mean, everyone is exciting in their own right. I'm not saying you're boring, but you're not great heroes of legend. You're not anything 
you know, nobody's running into town for your autograph. You're your general wild sailors and you enjoy your life. You have a good life on the sea and you know what you're doing. So the four of you actually, you've had a bit of bad luck in the last little while. You've uh, gone to this new place. It's called Junk City. It's a large spit that's made out of pre-verdant buildings and crashed ships. And it's in the middle of this pine forest with dragon fruit, strawberry hybrids all around and these crazy terrifying rat hound creatures and yeah you guys have been there for maybe a few weeks you guys have been a crew together for a few months but you've been in this uh junk city for a few weeks here and you've had a bit of bad luck you've actually lost an old ship um and you've lost a few other things you just it's it's been a bad week so you're, you're out on this small skiff. It's, it's barely a ship, really. And you guys have been sailing for about a day or two because you're, you're just trying to do some salvage work to recuperate some costs. And as you're sailing, you guys notice, just a little bit in the distance there, you see a large ship. Not a huge ship, but a, a good-sized ship. And... It looks like it's sinking a little bit in the waves. So it looks abandoned. And I'll let you guys start from there. I start uh, waving my flags to call out to see if, in case anyone is over there, to see if they can respond back. Yeah. Using signaling. Yeah, as you signal towards the ship, waving your flags and kind of trying to get the attention, you... Definitely, you see some movement on the ship, but it doesn't look humanoid. It looks more like some animals running across the ship. Um, you don't think there's anything over there that's going to signal back at you. Okay, uh, there doesn't seem to be anything, guys. Well, then uh, we should maybe check it out. How close are we to it right now, would you say? Uh, you guys are pulling up. You're probably, you know, you're getting to be about at a distance where you could throw a rope over to it and pull it up. Like, you pull up beside it. Okay. Well, assuming that there are no hazards, let's tie a rope between the ship and ours and pull our, our decks together and uh, see what they have. They might have some useful uh, resources left on board or at least some uh, some information about what might have happened to them. Yeah, as you tie the ropes off, you notice on the side of the ship the name in nice filigreed 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 letters. Shiny. Is the word Yeah, is the word bowbreaker. <laughs> the name of the ship. Okay. That's punny. That's a pretty impressive name. <laughs> okay. Well, um What does that you know say? <laughs> I feel like scraps would have gone on first just to like sniff around, make sure that there's nothing obviously dangerous up yeah. there. What does scraps find? Scraps sniffing around. Um, he doesn't find anything too. Nothing's dangerous on this ship. Uh, he does notice there's some mantis lemur creatures that seem to have made the ship their home. They're hanging out and they just seem to be eating random insects and other small creatures that come and go on the ship. They're eating those little rat hound things, actually. 
when when he gives me you know like the the positive doggy vibes i say well that's good enough for me and i climb up there and i and basically i'm going to start looking around because um Usually if we've come across this ship to salvage in the past, like I feel like they've been in pretty bad condition, like either like the saws are rusted or, you know, like the the deck is just busted right in half or something like this. But as we were approaching the ship, I'm noticing this thing is actually in somewhat good condition. So I'm starting to look around, first of all, just to see if there's any decent salvage because it looks like it might actually be a windfall for us. But I'm also slightly suspicious that this ship is still in much better condition than an abandoned ship should be. So I'm I'm curiously poking around to see what what exactly is is this actually a good situation for us? Yeah, for sure. Okay, well well you're poking around. What is uh everybody else doing? Noticing these uh mantises chewing on the large insects around, I tuck um my spider guy like inside <laughs> myself. <laughs> Just kinda like tuck him in there. Uh, as, and then I'll hop up beside her and start checking out the um, the mast and the bow of the ship. Okay, yeah. Using a scrutinized pool. Um, yeah, you can roll roll away for scrutinize. Can I also do that? Uh, let's do uh, Zitzi here first, okay. and then we'll get we'll circle back to you because I have I have some stuff in mind for you. Don't worry. So I. So building a pool, I would say I'd do instincts plus scrutinize. Yeah, and um, do you have an advantage for this role? If I'm checking out the mast, I have a head for heights. Yeah, sure. Let's. I'll give you an advantage dice for that. Okay. Two, three, so the result is a three. So that's a disaster, and but a with a twist. A disaster with a twist. Okay. Um... So for your disaster, you're climbing up and around this ship and you actually you get all the way up to the top of the mass and you got a good head for heights and you're doing pretty well up there. But it's been you you notice while you're up there that this ship has not been abandoned that long. At most, it's been a week sort of thing. Like this is a very clean new ship and you're actually not used to a ship being this clean. You're normally used to grabbing onto trees and bark and things with a little more uh, tactile give. Um, give to them. So you're holding on to this mass, and it's it actually seems slippery in your hand. So your hand slips, and you just kind of fall. You don't hurt anything, but you kind of fall and get tangled in the ropes and then kind of land on your back just on the deck of the ship just kind of sprawled out there looking looking a little silly um does anyone have a twist for that hmm i feel like he lands on something that's all i have as an idea but i don't know what okay if does anyone have got, what he lands got on? something for that you i, I fall on her <laughs> she was on the deck <laughs> Oh sure. no! <laughs> oh gosh. Um, well, Rook is yeah. Um, she she has a reaction one would expect if a you know human suit of spiders just dusted on top of her, just like fully squealy, screamy. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! But also trying very hard not 
to have that reaction. Like, you think of somebody who just walked into a spider web but is trying to be all cool about it, but, like, take that tool up. Dozens Meanwhile, of angrily fluttering in the air as he falls. Right, just, like, the pushing, you know, like, off, you know, like, but also feeling bad that I'm, like, scraping you off of me. Right? Meanwhile, you know, like, Scraps just comes up and just starts sniff-licking. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so while you guys are fumbling around there um what are our... sailors <laughs> yeah <laughs> professionals you guys know what you're doing right oh yeah <laughs> uh what are the other two doing uh gomez will uh watch all that happening and be like hey you guys all right while he's uh i'm fine he... i'm fine i'm, I'm uh, yeah you you okay are you you're the one who fell are, are, are you are you good bruised oh oh i'm fine he says good here you ask him and not like waiting for that qualifier of who you're asking right <laughs> it's just you see this like muffled whisper as i peel my face up my face up from the deck i'm fine <laughs> I'm glad so, to see that everybody has so much energy. Yeah. <laughs> so Gomez is going to start looking around. He's he's going to look start start looking for some salvage, something something interesting. You know, th- like the ship seems pretty fresh, so hey, maybe there's still something good here. Maybe we might even be the first crew to have uh, to have hit it. Yeah. Okay. Um, while Gomez is looking around, what's uh, Jison doing? I'm definitely going to be cracking open barrels. I'm going to figure out where they their tack would be and uh go looking for culinary experiences Ooh, okay doesn't that mean Uh, rot so i'm gonna go uh so we'll go with we'll start with gomez here gomez as you're moving around this ship and looking for different salvage and stuff you notice that the uh cargo crane on the ship is fully functional and you notice the same thing Zitsi noticed is that this ship only looks a week at most kind of old and it was well looked after. Um, there's all sorts of rooms on it. It's got some neat things going on and you find in one of the rooms, you find an old diary of a uh, sailor who must've been on the ship of some sort. Cool. So, yeah, you can have an old diary. Yeah, so he'll he'll pick that up and oh, score as he uh, puts that away with a piece. I guess salvage. I'll mark that down yeah. here a little bit. Um, diary. There we go. Yeah, Jison, as you're going around into the kitchen and other rooms inside this ship, you notice there's a room that it almost looks like it's kind of closed off with webbing and sheets of some sort like it's it's been done from the inside but you're able to kind of creak the door open a little bit and there's these large moth-like creatures they're almost humanoid but not quite and they just kind of look at you and they give you the sense like you've you've been around on the wild sea a little ways you know these creatures aren't harmful they just kind of stick to themselves, but you know trying to move them off the ship will be a fight. So 
you, you leave the door closed and let them do their thing. You've heard rumors that they're they're good for ships when they take home in a ship. So they're they're lucky creatures, yeah. And I basically poked my head into the equivalent of like a bat cave, like lighting a match in a bat cave. You know what I mean? And realizing that you're surrounded by like tens of thousands of like, yeah, it's just a bad time. Yeah, I, I yeah. close the door. I close the door quietly and walk away. Yeah, yeah. Except except instead of there being tens of thousands, there's like a dozen of them, and they're like three feet tall, semi-humanish moths. <laughs> Like those things yeah. from the Never Enough storybook. That's, that's going to have to be chime, a no from me, dog. I just want to <laughs> chime in from personal experience. When you walk in on a lot more moths than you expected, you don't close the door <laughs> quietly. <laughs> you hope that the surrounding children didn't hear what you said. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then poking around in the kitchen, you can find a resource that we'll, we're going to call it... Um, aged dragon berry so it'll be a specimen oh i get the reference ah excellent then we're gonna go to rook rook as you make your way around after getting zitzi off of you i'm like still like you know that that like feeling like that there, it's still there, even though you know it's probably like you know after you've gotten like a hair out of your mouth and you still feel like there's a hair in your mouth. I've, oh, I've kind of yeah, I've got that on my skin. Like I'm just constantly like twitch, twitch. The brushing, the brushing bits. Things, yeah, check, checking, checking. You know, re- reaching, reaching down the side of my pants just to make sure. <laughs> you know, just yeah. But yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more. I'm hopefully. I, I think the curiosity of what have I found is starting to become stronger than my neuroses. Nice. Um, yeah, as you make your way around the ship, you you tend to gravitate towards the engine room, being the awesome ship worker you are. Um, <laughs> the gear rabbit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the awesome gear rabbit you are. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you notice that the engine room has been taken over by a swarm of worker bees. Okay, resisting the urge to make a Nick Cage reference. <laughs> as as a ship, like as a excellent ship worker, shipwright, ship mechanic, engineer, yeah. rattlehead. I, I am a rattlehead. <laughs> yes, rattlehead. That's the word. I'm going to go with gear ra- rabbit now that we've made that canonically. <laughs> what you've done. As, as the excellent gear rabbit you are, um, you you know that worker bees actually can improve engine quality quite a bit if done well and if integrated properly. So you're you're pretty happy. You're you're looking at the ship going, wow, this is this is the big windfall you were looking for. Like you could probably get this thing up and running in a in an hour or two, and It'd be an it'd be an impressive sight. So yeah, so I think we was yeah. I think when I kind of opened the door to find all the bees, there first thing I did was shut the door, and then I just you know like quickly covered as much as myself as I can, and you know slowly opening the door, taking a look around, realizing not only does this work, but this could actually work better because it looks like these bees moved in relatively recently. I, I can get this done. So now I'm starting to poke around 
first of all, you know, like I do a thorough po- poking around at the engine room just to see, like, confirm my suspicions. Yes, this, this, you know, it's it's a little bit overgrown, but like pfft, no, nothing I can't fix pretty quickly. And now I'm starting also to think like, okay, I'm going to go check on the saws. I'm going to go check on the bow just to make sure that, you know, like if we turn this thing on, it's not going to break something more. And, but like, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting excited and I'm starting to really look around all, you know, super obsessively and like um, getting close to positively giddy. Also, what nice. time is it approximately? Um, we're going to say it's about noon. It's about so you guys have a good amount of time left. Excellent. That means it's almost time for lunch. And I can, if I can figure this out by then, then I can talk to people about this because I've got ideas. Because <laughs> lunch is at noon. Yeah. 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 Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. As we all expectantly look at the, as we all expectantly look at the <laughs> chef. <laughs> lunch is at noon. Right. <laughs> um, so, Titsi, after. After uh, you clean yourself up and put yourself together, literally and figuratively, peel <laughs> myself off the deck. Yeah, you uh, you start looking around this ship some more, and you notice there's these interesting-looking. Um, they're kind of like a barnacle cross Venus flytrap, and they've kind of attached themselves to the bow of the ship. They're they're quite neat because when they oh they open up almost like a clamshell as they're suctioned to the side of the ship. And it's it's like a chitinous kind of coating around them. And they let out these long, viney tendrils that end in these plumes of flowers. And you can see different small bugs and insects and all sorts of things getting caught in them. And as they catch things, they kind of slurp them back and close this shell around. And it looks like little flower pots with a bouquet of flowers sticking out the top as they get closed up. You know this from your adventures on the Wild Sea, that these are really neat creatures that are good for just finding weird specimens and different things around in the area, because you can actually pull creatures off of those flowers fairly easily. And yeah, they're they're useful things. So you're, you're getting pretty excited about this ship. Um, and I quote... Well, that's terrifying. <laughs> as, as an insect thing myself, uh, no bueno. <laughs> um, but I'm large enough to be unaffected by them, correct? Oh yes, yes. You are. You are definitely large enough, and okay. you're you're um, intelligent enough. Like these things aren't an intelligent predator. They just kind of dangle vines here and there. So like. You you don't walk into walls regularly, so you'll be fine. <laughs> I'll um, knowing that uh, Rook's probably going to ask, uh, I'm going to go for a wave walk around the uh, outside of the ship to check on the hull to see if there's any uh, holes or like tangles or um, holes or anything, and I'll tie myself yeah. off with a rope to make sure I'm just in case something the sea opens up underneath me or something. <laughs> no, perfect. Um, if a, yeah, if you. I- if I finish, yeah, go ahead. If I finished uh, doing my book stuff, I'll go ahead and give you a hand with that if you want. I won't say no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you guys are you guys are wave walking around together. Um, while so yeah, we have Gomez and Zitsi wave walking around outside, and we have Rook and Jison inside doing some checking out the ship and that kind of stuff. I will be scrutinizing the outside to see if we're caught up on anything. 
and see if there's any holes. Uh, yeah, you can scrutinize. Go ahead and do a, another scrutinize check. Sure. Let's see. One for scrutinize, one for instinct. Uh, six, two, so six. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you you look this whole ship over, and not a single scratch above, you know, what you expect for a regular ship. And the saws on the outside look great. There's no big tangles. It looks like as soon as you turn this thing's engine on, boy, you're going to be going in no time. So, yeah, it's it's pretty impressive find here. Clamber back up to find Rook. Let her know. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say Rook and uh, Jisan, you guys are in the kitchen probably working on... It's lunchtime. The, yeah, the galley. <laughs> so you guys are, are getting ready for lunchtime. So, so what do you, the, the four of you meet up in the galley? Excellent. So, so me, first of all, expectantly, just like sitting properly and waiting for like, you know, like dinner to lunch to come because, you know. I wouldn't want to be rude, um, but I'm just kind of like almost got this like excited jitter kind of going on. Like, like I'm all, I am I got that look on that face. It's like, please ask me why I'm smiling. Ask me why I'm smiling. Please ask me why I'm smiling. <laughs> hey, Rook, what's up? Oh, I think that this is a good find for us. I think that I can actually get this thing to work. I, I'm starting to wonder if the crew maybe like saw something and like left the ship do you think they're still out there if they are then i think i can get this thing running before they come back long silence <laughs> we're not exactly comfortable with that if there are still sailors around <laughs> we should probably find out what happened to them right yes yeah but to do that, I need to turn the ship on, right? To see if I can get it to work, right? Right, 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 right. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. He <laughs> says... There's nothing think... wrong with the ship, apparently. It's intact around the all-outside. I found a diary while I was looking around. I didn't look through it, because, like, reading takes time. But, like, while we're reading, I'll, I'll flip through if I can read it. He opens yeah. it up real quick and takes a look. Just, you know, whatever language it might be in. If it's a weird yeah. one, then he might have to pass it off. No, you're able. It's it's just in common, kind of low-sow. Okay. So, yeah, the, you open to a random page, and you kind of get the... Um... Well, I'm, I'm thinking he might just open, like, the last page that was written in, just to see if somebody was like, well, we found... Something, and now we're going into the horrible cave. Sure, hope <laughs> <Yeah>. we return. <laughs> um, no, perfect. Yeah, you open to the last page, and you see on it, it, it appears every page seems to be signed with the person's name. Like, it seems to be dated and kind of signed, almost like a, a captain's log, or, again, it's a diary, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you see something about doing some trading at uh, Junk City, which is where you guys were. And then something insane, like now we're going off to the uh, fires in the north. And then it's signed Drock Shaltry. Cool name. <laughs> uh, you, see, you see like the surge across my whole body when the name Drock is brought up. 
he rescued me when I was just a, a searchling. What do you want to do about it? You knew this guy? <laughs> Once, he, he taught me of the one minds. Then we separated like most shanklings. I never thought I'd find him again. Technically, you still haven't. <laughs> A thousand tiny daggers. <laughs> <laughs> Glared at you. <laughs> Just retreat into whatever food or cup is in front of me. <laughs> well, to do that, we're going to have to get the ship moving, aren't we? Mm. <laughs> She's doing that thing with her face again. <laughs> Expressions? <laughs> it's, called, it's called smiling. I know it's really unnerving because most things show their teeth when they're mad, but Ardens do it when they're happy. Also when they're mad, but then they're usually making noises and repeating themselves a lot. That's weird. Oh yeah, if one of them comes towards you and says something like three or four times, you're getting in a fight, my dude. <laughs> I, I have to nothing to say to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're not entirely wrong, Sips Cup. <laughs> so what's on the menu? Three of you don't have faces. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm completely, completely devoid of sensory organs, right? So it's like, even if I'm amazed, I'm just the straight man. Um <laughs> So, because we have this aged dragon fruit, I think I'm probably just gonna see what I can rustle up as far as making like a smoothie. And when I when I do that, right, like it's it's a quick thing on the go, and I can scrape the bottoms of the uh, the fruit barrels because after a week of sitting around, like I imagine things are like maybe not terrible, but like partway there. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not exactly prime yet, but. <laughs> There's also there. been a lot of bug activity just running rampant in the ship, so that's probably had an effect on them. One can only hope so. Yeah. Does the stove still work? Yeah, stoves. Every, everything's working fine. Like you guys are very surprised. Again, this is barely a week old. Like it's it's just starting, and it was kept immaculately clean. Like they they have a real kitchen on the ship. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I'm flying into full mode. Yeah, no, they have a they have a full galley, which is you know proper. That's where you guys are sitting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, um, in this galley, give me a cooking roll, and you can use up one of your specimens. Okay, I will use the aged dragonberry I just found, and okay. then I guess it would be I'm cooking entirely on instinct because I've never used this kitchen nor anything else before. Um, yeah, that's fair. Let's see. Uh, I have three cooking skill. So when you build a dice pool, you're going to use one dice for your edge. So that's instinct. Yeah. And then you'll get three dice because your cooking skill is three. So you have four okay. dice. And then if you can give me a narrative advantage, I can give you up to two dice depending upon how good I think that advantage is. Okay. So in that case, yeah, I'm... I guess I'm just going to I'm going to use the aged dragonberry and I'm going to try and make a 
a fruit-based salad that is halfway is falling apart and offends the senses from a mile away. <laughs> and then I'm going to spice it to perfection so that despite the fact that it overwhelms you, you cannot stop consuming it. So have you ever read Calvin and Hobbes when his mom makes him dinner? And it's all like, <laughs> like reaching for him and stuff. That's what I imagine you put in front of us every time. But it's always good, so I hate myself. <laughs> That's amazing. It's supposed to make you question your sanity, for sure. Scraps is just nice. 100% into it. Tail wagging, just, just anticipation. Perfect. Okay, Um. yeah, go ahead and roll me... I'll give you an advantage for that. And then you also have your deep in the barrel, which increases impact uh, when cooking with rotten ingredients. So mm -hmm. you won't sicken your crew, which is a really awesome ability. Ugh, that's terrifying. I'm, I am also, can I put a mark on my spice bandolier? Uh, you only need to mark that if you get a conflict. So you don't need to mark it ahead of time. Oh, if, okay. you want, if you want to mark it, if you get a conflict and you want to mark it to negate the conflict you can but i'll let you roll ahead of time and then only mark it if you need it okay excellent so am i sorry am i at five or 66 here uh five d6 okay. two advantage dice is pretty tricky to get so one advantage is fairly easy excellent okay i'm rolling now and it is two 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 three five perfect so that's uh a success with a or Success, um, what's the word? Conflict. Conflicts. Yeah, conflict with a twist. So. Conflicts are really. treated as triumphs. If um, I mark my spice bandolier, yes. If he marks it. So, before you choose whether you want to mark it or not, I'll tell you what the conflict is, and then you can choose to mark it or not. Okay. Um, so, I will say, because again, you got a success. Um, two of the crew... This is going to be really delicious for, and two of the crew, it's just going to be an okay meal. That's the success and conflict here. And then someone else can choose the twist if anyone wants to do a twist. Mine had a pod of bugs in it, like a, uh, an egg sack. <laughs> like that's a, a lot. Oh. Oh. Dude, that's a positive twist for me. <laughs> Aren't you eating your own young man? No, 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 just, just an egg sack, not 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 my egg sack. What's oh, wrong okay. with you? I don't understand your weird freaky other. people. <laughs> Whoa, you can't just call us freaky. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm covered in scarves and don't have eyes that don't move. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot nicer than my twist. I was going to suggest that it was one of our birthdays, and that person <laughs> whose birthday it was got the one where they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just keep that in my pocket for later. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one for later. Uh, yeah, so you find a interesting like egg sack, and it's quite yummy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. did you want to... Are you marking your spice bandolier, or are you going to be okay with that? No, that's all right. Okay. That was a pretty um, good so result. Two of you, we'll go with uh, Zitsi and we'll go with uh, Jisan because you're the chef. You two can add the benefit track. It'll be a two benefit track and it'll be interesting smoothie. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Rook and Gomez 
you get no benefits, unfortunately, from this meal. Aww. But you are well fed, which is a good thing. Cool. Nice. Well, what was the name of the track again? Uh, you can call it Interesting Smoothie. So how benefit tracks work is you can mark off their temporary abilities. So when you think that could apply to a situation of some kind, you can mark off a box in that, and then once the two boxes are gone, that ability is gone. And it can give you an extra dice, or it can give you a narrative advantage on something, or who knows. But yeah, you had an interesting smoothie. So, and it just stays with you until you think you can use it up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I already wrote something down for it. Perfect. As lunch kind of comes to a natural conclusion here, you guys start milling about, cleaning up, and just getting the ship ready. You hear a noise overhead as it starts to get a little bit darker like it's still i mean it's it's just past noon now you only just had lunch but the skies start to there's a few clouds start rolling in and you hear the rumble of thunder uh, just like off in the distance and you can see the sh in coming towards your ship is an iron jaw ray the heck is that those are... I think I remember seeing these in the thing. Yeah, they're huge, spined, flying creatures. It looks like a shark crossed with a stingray, almost. And they, these things are massive. They're... Like, one of these things is probably half the size of your ship. They're, uh, they're um, a big creature, and they yeah. they just glide through the air. I start hey, how fast... How fast do you think you can get this ship going? I start waving uh, you, the, the, the signal flag for uh, retreat in one of my hands, and I start yelling out in my, in my low whisper, I think it's time to leave! <laughs> How those bees coming? <laughs> okay, so, the first problem is not having a bunch of bees sting me to death while I try to completely rework their home into something workable. So, my first question, probably to Jason, but, you know, like, whoever is there, I don't have any specimens. I'm looking for some kind of floral specimen. Who's got one that I can steal? Floral specimen. I've got a venom extract. That could be used to keep the bees away from you. I have Maybe a whisper. afraid of the pheromone. <laughs> Alright, so I have a newly risen spit, a desert lost to time, and a risen wreck. Ian, can I... I, I need to find some kind of plant. Some, something that has ideally a very strong, very soothing odor. Um, I slurp, I slurp on my smoothie about like three feet away from her <laughs> yeah exactly you, you I, I, I need something <laughs> are, okay um are you capable of removing a part of yourself without greatly injuring yourself i need a like sampling yeah, I'm a I'm a mushroom person. I don't see why not. Okay, so I go up to you and I very politely say, "Hey, 
I need just like a handful of you. I look over in shock. <laughs> I blush. That Not is a really like forward that. question. No, it's just like I don't. I I, I I don't know how to ask this without sounding like weirdly prejudiced. Just a finger or a toe or something like that. I don't know. I just I, I need I need I need something you won't miss. I'm uh, I'm just gonna reach up to like where my mouth would be or my chin, mm-hmm. and as though thoughtful. And then I'm going to snap it off sideways in a, in a chunk and then hand it to her. I l- try to repress the squirm that my whole body is feeling right now. And I thank him very much. And I grab it and I find, I'm assuming there's pots and pans in this kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, I grab one of it. And also is there, what, what kind of cooking elements are in here? Cause I need something that starts a fire. Whoa. Um, yeah. No, I know. Fire is not really a, Thing just in here, any, anything that can make there, a small spark. A uh, small spark. You might be able to find something that, like some flint and steel sort of thing, that can make a small spark. But most of the heating elements in here are like a chemical reaction uh, heating thing. I need, so, I need something that's going to set fire to this bit of nothing <sighs> I've got in the pan. Um, it, it doesn't need to be a big fire. Just just enough, just enough to to spark it. Okay, yeah, you can have some uh, flint and steel in there to make a spark. Okay, so I do that, I spark it, and I blow it down so that it's just kind of like embering, because really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get it to create smoke. Okay, okay, so you have a smoking piece of uh, (laughs) G-San. And I very, like, do that kind of, like, that careful but quick, you know, speed walk, you know, like, just carefully containing it. From the galley to the engine room, <laughs> just that like, be safe, be safe, be safe, be safe. Um, kind of, but you know, quickly, and I take it into the engine room with me, and I seal off like any doors or windows, so that this room is essentially filling up with the smoke, in the hopes that it's just going to calm down the bees, so that okay. they're just kind of mellow bees. Okay, uh, Jisan, you can mark one box in your interesting smoothie. We'll call that part of your because the the taste of your smoothie is now enthralled in the scent of your body as it's burning in this engine love room. it okay and then once i think the bees are reasonably oh, did you calm, sound? i'm gonna i'm gonna start going to work on getting that engine up and running and kind of like in a i know i can do this better but right now i need this done quickly uh, yeah, as as you start working on the engine room, you you can hear the thunder and lightning getting a little closer, and that iron jaw ray is slowly making its way. And I'm going to start a track here, and I'm going to mark the first box in the track as this iron jaw uh, ray and storm are slowly moving towards your ship, just at a leisurely pace. Leisurely for it. Well, yeah, leisurely for it, but I mean as the usual pace a storm travels at. <laughs> okay. Um, how much time would you say I got to work on this? Uh, you you should have enough time to finish the engine before the storm kind of hits, or before the iron jaw ray hits you, and then it's a little bit before the storm actually hits you sort of thing. Can I... Would, would now be the opportune time to use a whisper? Uh, sure. If you want to use a whisper, go for it. I'm going to use locomotive power. 
Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Whisper. How are you? Please describe how you're using this whisper to change the world around you. Well, I'm trying to find a way to make these. I've, you know, like I've heard people dabble in using bugs as engines before. I know that bees in particular are very good at heating and cooling things very quickly. So I'm kind of trying to direct them into the internal workings of this engine to get it working very quickly and trying to create a ship that can just go. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So we'll get rid of that. So as you whisper these words of power into the bees, you see them in their like dazed kind of drugged state. Cause funny thing to note, not only did Jison have that interesting smoothie that helped you know, intrigue the bees about the smell. But Jison is a natural hallucinogenic. <laughs> and so unbeknownst to you or him, Ibim, these bees are starting to see things weird and they're starting to move with this whisper. And you can actually see them taking apart parts of their hive and moving them into other parts of the ship as they build and actively design themselves into this engine as if they were working with your mind and with the machine and you can see them start humming and buzzing and the machine's gears start turning as the engine turns over for the first time in a week and the saws kick in and this ship starts to right itself and sit above the waves with uh, you know full power and it's it's humming perfectly. Beautiful. Now, quick thing I just want to throw out there based off of what you've described. Um, so what you're saying is I am working on this in a enclosed space filling with hallucinogenic smoke. Not completely, no, yeah. yeah. So is it possible <laughs> that once I've got this ship going... I am all the high. You're you're probably going to be a little bit uh because I, out of it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, like I did, I did design into you know, like, and this isn't necessarily on my character sheet, so I'll let you make the call on it. When I when I was kind of sketching out Rook here, I did give her kind of like a basic filtration mask thing, um, but I am just deciding right now that in her needing to get this done fervor she completely neglected to put that on <laughs> yeah no that's fair so yeah she's she's getting a little high here it's not like you're not going to be I'm like maybe starting to believe i am dream. one with the bees and i am the yeah, queen you, bee <laughs> yeah you you genuinely believe you're the queen bee and you're actively like buzzing at them and they are following your orders weirdly enough i love it Thank you. She's getting high. It's like they're both tripping just enough that they can understand each other, even though they don't speak the same language. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh. Discovered the bound. It's just crossing boundaries. Yeah, I, the whisper is filling in the gap. I go pull her out of there yeah. before she proceeds to like start like mid samaring or something with the bees. <laughs> As you do, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> yeah, even I know that Arden aren't supposed to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to sting you. Don't ask how. <laughs> but I'm trying. Awesome. I'm just poking okay, you with that... my finger incessantly. <laughs> with with the ship up and running, I'm gonna mark off another box. Um I will make a note. You guys have your little skiff off to the side there, just tied to the ship. I was wondering about um, that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be a GM that's going to, you know, mess you guys about and not, you know. So yeah, that you do have your ship off to the side, tied up there. If you want to leave it behind, or if you want to use cargo crane, or however you want to, or whatever <gasps> you want to do. It. We have a cargo crane, right? We do. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, we're totally saving the Delta Flyer. <laughs> of all the things I was not expecting a voyage or reference. I'm so There's okay with that though. There's four so of us okay were flying across the leaves. This is so Neelix. It's I a late mission time. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's time to send the captain, the chief medical officer, the chief engineer, <laughs> and and Billy. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Billy, don't you? <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, the, the skiff's there. I assume you guys pick it up with the cargo crane, put it on the, sh on the deck? Yes, please. <laughs> Definitely do. Okay. Um... I will put a note in your file about that later. Um, and as you guys store the Delta Flyer, uh, I will. Um, I'm going to mark another box in my track here. We as, go. as the Iron Jaw Ray, its shadow starts to loom over the top of your ship. You know from, like, you guys have seen or heard of these things before. You know they aren't going to directly attack you immediately, but they do bring storms in behind them. So, and they are known to eat things caught in the storms sometimes. I notice we don't have any weapons, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what is this, a party boat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody get to the helm and get us out of here. I'm on my I way. <laughs> I'm going to make my way to the helm and get us on our way. I dump her in the galley. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm past it. I'm well past it at this point. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, Scouts can... is just looking at me like... Hallucinogenic are, bees. Are, are you okay? Nobody eat the honey. <laughs> yeah, don't eat that honey for a while. Unless you know you want to make it a party boat. Um, so who's going to take the helm? I'll take the helm. Yeah, so we will go with a journey action now. It's going to take watch. I don't want to give the ship a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> first, first journey, and we already have a DUI. This <laughs> is. The leaf patrol out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even know there were police. <laughs> How do we have this much infrastructure? This is great. 
I'm pr- I'm proud to call myself a tax-paying citizen. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Secret police. We, de- we deserve this, officer. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so we have Gomez at helm, and mm-hmm. who's our navigator? Or watchman, sorry. Not navigator. Uh, I'll do it. Perfect. Okay, so... Uh, Gomez, as you are at the helm, how would you like to... What's your speed here? I think I'm going to... What is it? Cut a path. Just a regular speed? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Can I tie everyone down with safety lines uh, while everyone's getting ready to do all their things? Yes, of course. Okay. Smart. Um... So as you're tying everyone down and Gomez is starting up the engine and steering, on watch we have Jison, and please roll a single d6 for your watch roll. All right. It is two. A two. Uh Uh-oh. Nature. Okay, so we're going to go with the obvious one here. Um, Dang it! (laughs) So this storm, as you guys are moving along, Really quick bookkeeping here. I'm going to say I'm not going to give you all your ship bonuses and special abilities like your, you know, Mantis sentries and spear fishers and all that until the end of a scene because otherwise you guys are just I'm going to keep dropping things. I might I'll make a note as you do things, but I'm not going to give it always right off the bat. Yeah, just fair. yeah, just like mark down each time we do a certain action and then see if we yeah. what we get at the end. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. So as you guys start going, this storm has now caught up with you. You're actively in the start of this storm. It's the deck starting to get wet. Uh, Zitsi was very smart in planning ahead on that one. And water's starting to pool in different areas. Thunder and lightning's all around you and you actually see there's a few more of these iron jaw rays kind of swimming through this storm just on the front lines they seem to be playing almost almost like a dolphin would play in the water but these are giant terrifying shark creatures and they're playing at the edge of the storm between where it's raining and where it's sunny hmm. it's both beautiful and terrifying yeah there's there's like a handful of them like four or five that sounds like a handful too many (laughs) (laughs) one is a lot yeah so i guess like as they bump the ship i guess gomez will just try to keep the ship moving you know they bump it he'll like oh and then get just try to keep back on course kind of using the fact that they're not uh they're not speeding along so he, he can you know he he can try not to lose control yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, so you're gonna cut a path again. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Or are you gonna are you gonna forge ahead? No, I'm gonna cut a path. He, he's he's new to the ship. You're like, I don't I don't really know how to steer something this big. It's been a while. As he's like, you know, moving it along. This is this is no Delta Flyer. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Um, Jason, are you still cool. on watch? Yes. Or perfect. 
Okay, Jisan, do you want to roll me a on watch roll? I will. It is a four. A four. Perfect. In the distance, you can start to see the makings of Junk City. You're actually a lot closer than you guys thought you were. Um, it's it's just on the horizon there. It looks like you should be able to make it pretty quickly to Junk City, and you should be able to kind of shelter from the storm there if you so choose, or you can you know, gun it and get ahead of this storm if you don't want to stay at Junk City. I, uh, you, you, I trill exultantly from the uh, top of the crow's nest, and I'm immediately going to slide down and shout to the crew that there's port and to immediately steer us in that direction. You don't gotta tell me twice. I instantly start looking for tiny glasses for port. <laughs> nice. She's still buzzed. Cause, yeah! Because that's, that's what you drink port in, is this tiny little glasses. But also I'm like strapped down to whatever uh, seats you put me in to keep me in place, so it's not going very well. I didn't. I didn't bind you down. I just. I just dumped you in the galley and closed the door. Oh, okay, perfect. It's just, it was below deck and out of the way. Yeah, there's I'm, a, I'm there's just... an extra there's an extra line secured at the entrance to below deck if you want to tie yourself off and come up above deck. Okay. No, I'm I'm just looking for the perfect setting or dish setting for uh, for port, obviously between. <laughs> that sounds um, great. Seeing Sun just like jump down, I like. Go and make and seeing the storm catch us, I go make sure the lines are secure and then draw the bow that I have. As I see this group of things come in, expecting the worst. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, if you guys are choosing to dock at the uh, Junk City port, I will say you guys manage to just as the storm really starts coming down overhead, you manage to slip into a dock stall at port and tie off, secure your ship as the Iron Jaw Rays kind of keep swimming on ahead at the front of the storm and thunder and lightning cracking around you, pouring down rain. Um, so that's going to be, you will get two specimens and a whisper. Actually, sorry, I think you get three specimens and a whisper because you get two specimens from your spearfishers, one specimen from your mantis centuries, and one whisper from your stargazers. You guys are all about the items. <laughs> we, we love bits, man. Okay. Um, so for the whisper, I'm going to say uh, a light rainfall. I'll write these down here, and then you guys can take them as you want. Uh, for the specimens, we can have iron... Jaw um, scale, or no, it wouldn't be a scale. What would they have? They would have iron jaw flesh, like a piece of their flesh might have bumped off on the ship. Okay. Um, we'll go with a cricket, the size of your arm. Yeah, just like like a large. We'll go with large cricket. Yeah, large cricket. And a anyone else have a third specimen? Uh, seeing as like so windy and stuff, maybe like some type of like leaf that's not 
normal to Ooh. the area. Yeah, we'll go with... Uh, Something dragged by the storm. Yeah, what would be a... a foreign oh. seed. Yeah, foreign oh. seed. That's good. Perfect. Okay, so there's four things there. You guys can divvy them out however you want. Hmm. I did not spell that correctly. Don't don't at me. Um, <laughs> I'll take the foreign seed. Sure. That looks <sighs> dope. <laughs> we want the cricket. Can I get the whisper? Yeah. Cool. I mean, if everybody's okay with that, and then that leaves uh, Jison with the iron jaw flesh. Well, I know what I'm doing with that. <laughs> I was about to say that's uh, it's still appropriate for him, though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, please update your character right, sheets. So I will take that cricket. Just out of curiosity, like in terms of the injuries and tracks, it's my state of mind going, should, should that be included on that? Um, no, because you're, you're going to get out of that pretty quick here. You're, it's not, you're, you're actually starting to not feel very high anymore. Like it was just a temporary kind of few hour thing. Cool. Um, everybody temporary, wrote those down. Temporary high points, if you will. Yep, I have a large cricket added to my specimens. Perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, a, a temporary high point. That's a good way to... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, so funny. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. You guys are docked at port. You're pretty safe it's it took you guys a little while to get back here like it was noon when you started seeing that iron jaw ray but by the time you managed to get those bees going and get yourselves all all in all you you made it it's it's almost evening now and ports rumbling and people are milling about in the rain trying to get things battened down and clean like not cleaned but uh covered that's the word covered and secured before the rain fully hits in. And yeah. What are you guys up to? Um, I feel like I take this opportunity to kind of go into town and basically what I want to build for the engine room is kind of like an almost, almost like a contained, for lack of a better word, terrarium space that I can just put around the immediate engine where the hive is so that I can kind of have a, you know, like a semi, just a space where I can like have plants around that will keep the bees calm, you know, like whether it's flowers that they need that will help them function better, but also just like things, you know, like kind of like bio stuff that I can put around that keep them active, but calm. And then just a way to kind of gently enclose that without, you know, cutting off my access to the engine. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds... We're going to do a montage here. Cool. Shopping so that montage. That sounds like, yeah, that, you're going to do a shopping, shopping montage. Um, Cue copyright free 80s music. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is actually um, uh, copyrighted. <laughs> Cue the drum machine. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what is everybody else doing in this montage then as the rain is pouring down and nightfalls kind of approaching slowly? I would like to, knowing that Drock was here within the past quote-unquote week, 
in the area. I'm going to start uh, seeking knowledge in the town for okay. uh, the last time they heard from them and when the last time they left, they left port. Okay. Okay. Who else is doing what? We'll get, I'll hmm. circle back to everybody after. I don't know what all there is to do in towns now that I'm... Now that I think about it. <laughs> 20 on the quick play <laughs> thing right, has up. a little bit of like a quote-unquote guide. Yeah. Um, so in a town, I mean, Junk City, I, I guess I'll describe Junk City a little bit while you read it. Um, Junk City is a large spit built of a bunch of pre-verdant buildings and all sorts of crash ships. It's a real hub-jubble of things that has been mashed together into some sort of floating city. And it, it every now and then, parts of it break off and float into the distance or sink. And other people ram old ships into it or old buildings get dragged here. And yeah, it's just a, a weird, interesting city. It, it tends to be a good place for trade and other kind of traveling stories so yeah it's a it's a neat little central city hmm i mean like we we got our ship like that that's our windfall right there like we've today's a victory so <laughs> i'm going to see if i can find um some things to celebrate like i, I have a good friend who's a cook who always likes weird food um even if we don't know that it's food, they they make it into it. They they make do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go around and try to find someone who uh, has just something weird. And luckily, I have something weird to trade for it. Perfect. And then Jison. Oh, I'm definitely I'm gonna be preparing some. Oh, actually, considering that we're in town, it's way more important than than cooking right now especially because everybody's off doing their own thing i'm definitely going to go out into the town i'm going to find myself a the most popular busiest tavern i can find and i'm going to go and see what i can do to get myself a drink perfect so we'll start with uh rook on your shopping montage mm -hmm. here so rook you are out shopping for things to improve the engine room so that you can work in there safely yeah habitable and workable and workable with bees yeah perfect um plus anything else, okay. any other little bits i think i might need that might help fix things up yeah yeah no so uh we're gonna say you find i mean again this is a trade city and it's raining now and kind of near dusk but people are still open and trading and doing things they just kind of have put tarps over them or gone inside uh you you go into one building and they have all sorts of these like plexiglass sheets as well as other sort of like divider walls for lack of better words made out of like fern weaved ferns and other things and there's a there's a older ectus in there y you assume it's older because they're their coloring is a little bit different than most Exuses. They've gone a little more brown and dried out almost at the tips of their what would be head, I guess. Okay. Um, greetings. Hi. What do you have for bees? Enclosing them. Bees. 
Oh, oh yes, of course. Uh, this would work pretty good. And he shows you one of the like ferns weaved together. Or if you want something that you're able to see through a little better, he's like, I have these uh, weird, it's not a glass, it's a different type of material. It's a pre-verdant type of thing. And it's a, it's a plexiglass sheet. Okay. Um, let's see. What, which one's more expensive? Uh, well, of course, this pre-verdant uh, movable glass would be much... It, it, it'd take a, something pretty interesting for me to part with it, but these weaved ferns are, are pretty reasonably priced. I, I pride myself on my wares here, of course. So just thinking about the engine, you know, like it's something that's basically in the middle, but it's not too big. So I feel like I grab most ferns that would cover most of the space and then like one or two panels of the plexiglass to um, yeah. cover things up. And then I'm just also kind of looking around for things like, you know, um, like things where I can put like hanging plants that will, and then plants that will be good for making it a good working environment for the bees. Yeah, of course. They have all sorts of things. You can find everything you need in here. Uh, this old Ectus kind of gathers up all the stuff you've collected and says, very well. Um, well, what will we be uh, paying with here? Uh, we Just checking. We don't, we don't automatically start with any kind of money, do we? No. In this game, it is a barter-based system. Yeah. So you can trade salvage, you can trade whispers, you can trade specimens, or you can trade charts. All four of your resources are barterable and tradable. Yes. I'm guessing it's what I've racked up here is kind of expensive. Yeah, you, you've you got a bit of a bill piled up here. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through my pockets and I just kind of make like a wince and I'm like, okay. What would you say to this lovely copper-colored chart? Ooh, a nice chart. A nice chart. It's shiny. The old actus <laughs> kind of puts out his hand if he can hold it, and he'll gently take it from you and kind of look it over. Very, very nice. Hmm. Yes, uh, I think this will do. This will do very well. And... If, if you're willing to part with your chart, yep. he will part with his supplies. Yep, I do that. <laughs> okay, so you lose your copper color chart, but not only do you manage to successfully enclose the engine room properly and nice to your standards, but you also have a specimen of old fern. Nice. I don't think I've gone back yet, but when I do eventually go back to the ship, I'm basically just going to make it, you know, an engine room with a garden element. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, perfect. Uh, Zitzi, what are you doing during this? Or, sorry, you were um, looking for info on Drock. And sorry. his crew, and the last time that the Bowbreaker was important, what they were doing. Yeah. Um, wandering around town you kind of gravitate towards the local tavern as, you know, people tend to tell stories while they're a little inebriated. Let's better. Do I see G-san? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. 
So you're you're in the local tavern, and you do hear there's a there's a group of travelers, actually two ardents talking to each other, the, and you hear one of them say the name Drock. Uh, I go up with the flag for uh, friend in my hand, and <laughs> and uh, w- and whisper talk to them. Did you mention Drock? Uh, the ardent kind of looks at you, and he goes. Uh, oh, yes. Um, Drock was... Uh, how, how do you know Drock? He rescued me and introduced me to the Shankling life. I'd like to repay that debt. I seem to have his boat now. <laughs> oh. Is... Wait, you have his boat now, you say? We recovered it not far away from here. And old records. Oh, goodness. Um... Yeah, we haven't seen Drock in, I guess, last he was here was just over a week ago. Um, yeah, we didn't, we figured he was out doing, you know, his thing. He's, it doesn't surprise us that he saved you. I mean, you could throw a stone in this city and he's almost saved that person that gets hit. So, it's... Throwing stones would be dangerous. This true, true. That's that sounds like something Drock would say. You're right. Um, but that's oh well. We will will definitely uh, get word out that Drock is is missing, and we'll send out some search teams. Thank you uh, very much for informing us about that. Uh, what what was your name again? Sitsi Yaku. Sitsi Yaku. I am. And this ardent kind of stands up. I'm Emmett, and I'm I'm one of the you know main, one of the people who live around here. And I've kind of taken it upon myself to start the the local town watch for monsters and things. So I'll, I'll organize the watch to uh, look for Drock as well. Was there any weird events that happened in the last couple weeks? Um, nothing that would be out of the ordinary or bring Drock to, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing that would scare Drock or damage Drock that we can think of. Um, I heard rumblings that someone saw a weird tree, but that's, I don't know, I don't know what that really means. I've seen many weird things in my times on the, alone on the sea. Who saw this tree? He's like, uh, that would have been the Gao known as uh, Kremi. Kremini. Yes. Kremi, Kremini the Gao saw the, saw the tree. Where might I find him? Them? Them? It. The, uh, Kramini is probably in, uh, and he kind of looks around at some of his friends there, and one of them pipes up and goes, I think Kramini was off on a scavenging run. They're probably batting down somewhere, wait, waiting out the rain. They should be in in a day or two. Can I sense to see if these guys are being honest with me? Uh, yeah. Go for it. Use 
sense. I'll I'll give you what edge are you gonna use? Uh probably instinct. Okay. And then you get sense and can you get an advantage of some sort? Um I've grown up no, honestly I can't. I haven't grown up with many very many one mindeds. And unless all of them are like Grok, I can't predict them. Or Drock, okay. I can't predict them. Okay, well then, yeah, you can roll two dice. I'm intimidating. I'm a large Zizyaku. That's true. That's true. But yeah, two. Uh, four, two. So a four. Okay, so that's a conflict. Um, so while you can tell that they're not lying, you definitely think they might be holding a few things back just because you're a random stranger who's approached them and started talking about their friend as if they're missing and you have the friend's shit so yeah that you can tell they're a little on edge from you i can see you're a bit on edge and that's to be expected my race is not known for their forward thinking <laughs> uh, if there's anything you hear please let me know we'll probably be around uh, i don't wish to mis cause you any mistrust they nod and say, thank you. Can't push them too far. Otherwise, I'll ruin the chance. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, Gomez, you were out looking for strange foods. Yeah, I, I guess this would actually be... Uh, the, the, the PDF was just taking forever to run, to load. I guess it would be like a seeking action. Yeah, no, that's fine. So I'm looking for... Let's see, provide you... Uh, so, like, any kind of local topics, anything cool going on, stuff like that. Yeah. And if, if I find something cool, then, you know, awesome. Okay. You're out and about on the town trying to go into different, like, vendors that are selling weird foods and all sorts of interesting edible things. Mm -hmm. um, you happen across one that is a little stand kind of in the middle of the road. And as everyone else has put tarps up and other things to stop the rain from coming in, this little stand has actually put out a bunch of bowls. And you can kind of hear this patta 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 as the rain falls into these bowls and kind of falls into one, pools a little bit, and then pours into another... And you can see at the bottom, there's this big barrel that this, uh, well, it's weird to describe because it's, it's definitely not a human, like it's not a humanoid creature, but it's not not a humanoid creature. It has multiple arms and it's stirring this big barrel full of what appears to be rainwater, but it seems to be discoloring as it's going through these bowls. Um, as you get closer, you notice this isn't a, um, it's, it's not a normal type creature you kind of find. Th these are, it's a race of creatures. They're similar to the Chelicrae, but okay. instead of being spiders, they are a hive mind of caterpillars. <laughs> and... Yeah. So this is a four-armed caterpillar creature, um, and it's it's stirring this big barrel, 
and putting different herbs and things into the other little bowls as the bowls kind of fill up with rainwater and then pool into this barrel. Cool. And he kind of sees you staring at him and kind of moves what would be its head, but it's caterpillars. So they all kind of like crawl and curl and each individual caterpillar is kind of looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of beckons you over and hello. Hey, this is a nice rain catch you got going on over here. Thank you. Uh, would you like to try some? And he scoops out a bit of the what he's mixing and pours it into a very small glass to give you a sample. And says, "Oh, hey, uh, what are we, what are we talking about here?" It's, and he he kind of looks at you. He goes, "Uh, oh, this is my specialty. It is a, it is rainwater punch." How much punch are we talking? Oh, oh, not very much. He, and he kind of pulls out a different bowl, and he kind of goes, "If you, if you'd like more punch, I can add some of this." But this is, it's just a, it's just a nice drink for a cold, rainy day. Well, I guess today's the day for that, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, of and he'll, course. He'll he'll drink the thing that a complete stranger is offering. <laughs> Perfect. Um, you drink this, and you feel. Like your inside, it warms up, and as the rain falls on your skin, you feel this like instead of it being like a cold, wet feeling as it hits you, it's it feels more of like a warm, kind of tingly feeling. Almost like, uh, how would I describe it? Um, have you ever been in a hot tub and yeah. then jumped from the hot tub into snow? Mm hmm. And had that like pins and needly kind of tingly feeling all over your body. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like a that feeling. Dude, we're Canadians are weird. <laughs> yeah, we get bored. Yes, we are. <laughs> we need to feel alive. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it's kind of that like pins and needly feeling as like you get back into the hot tub after. So like your body's warming up, but still feels cool. Hmm. Yeah, so your body's feeling... Um... So I feel awesome. Yes, yes. Cool. That's what a drink you got there. Thank you, thank you. It's, uh, it's my specialty. Not many people trust me as, I'm, as I'm, I'm a little bit different from most folk, but I, I enjoy selling it to... Yeah, I enjoy making it and selling it. No, well, hey, you know... T- different am i right (laughs) and he kind of looks you over he he hasn't quite looked you over uh do you want to describe your character as he's kind of looking you over uh i i picture gomez as being kind of like a mottled brown um obviously spiny uh four legs at the base that he skitters around on and he looks really, really top-heavy, because like, those legs are pretty stumpy. Two arms are basically like, on the top, so um, he kind of looks like that one, uh, that, that one character from, um, what's it called, Skullgirls, that has like the giant biceps hat. Uh, that, that's a pretty okay. good way to, uh, to imagine him. Just, you know, stretch that character out and then add two more legs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then don't you have a tattoo on you? 
Do I? I I do. I think he has a tattoo of a face. But yeah. it's like not quite. It's like where his it's where his face was when he got the tattoo, but he's, you know, grown since then. <laughs> so you have this like ardent face tattooed on your neck kind of thing? Uh like chest-ish area. Chest. That's wonderful. Okay. It, it he got it when he was young. It it was a really dumb tattoo, but it was it was also like a really good job though. Like it's nice. a really good ardent face. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um yeah, no, he kind of looks you over and he goes I I can see why you're and he kind of looks around as there's like not really anyone else on the street. He goes, "Yeah, us we we got to stick together us folk." Oh yeah. So uh are there any more of you all around here or did, are you like a you you just travel? Did you did you did you put your roots down here? What's what's going on? If you seem like you might have a story. Oh, boy do I. <laughs> he kind of looks we, at you and we, he goes, "Oh, go ahead." I was going to say like if you wanted we could like you're like, boy, do I. And then he listens to the story as we cut away. But if you have a story, then... I'll I got a quick out. one here. Okay. Um, he starts to ramble. And through his long, long rambling, you get the feeling that these hive mind caterpillar creatures aren't very common, but they're not uncommon. And as they kind of age, he says that, you know, in a few years, hopefully, maybe sooner, he'll turn into a cocoon. And then he'll become a hive mind butterfly. And that's the dream, you know. And he, he just kind of rambles on about how wonderful it would be to be a butterfly. And how he knows a guy who used to be a butterfly and then became not a butterfly. And he's just he's just rambling for a while. You get the sense he's not fully all there sometimes. And he just likes having someone to talk to. Oh, yeah. That's it's, it's fine. He, he humors <laughs> him for a while. Nice. Okay. Um... Well, after hanging out there, uh, I assume you head towards the uh, pub to yeah, go. Um, and I'll uh, I'll buy some of this uh, stuff off of him too. Oh, okay. Well, he he kind of looks at you surprised that you're actually going to buy some, and he goes, "Of of course, of course." Um, here, and he he gets a big uh, like leather, you know, water sack, and starts filling it up with. A bunch of this rainwater uh, punch, and kind of closes the lid on it and passes it to you, and kind of looks a little bit expectantly. Yeah, he, he uh, pulls out the foreign seeds. Says, "Yeah, we found this thing. I've never seen one of these in the area. Must have been picked up by a storm." Yeah, uh, he he takes the seed from you and he looks at it. And he goes, "Ooh, very intriguing," right? and he right? kind of smells it and. He, it looks like he would put it where his mouth would be and mm -hmm. swallows it, but you can tell that it's all the caterpillars like slowly poking at it and each individual one like looking at it as it like filters its way down through his body and then out through like where his stomach would be. The caterpillars like grow into another arm to put it on like a table and then grow back to be his stomach again. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can change out your foreign seed to a pouch of rainwater punch. Oh yeah. And then we go. Gonna, oh, we go ahead. I soup out of this. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, All right. And then we go to Jisan. So, uh, Jisan, as you wander through town, you make your way over to the uh, pub. And just as you come in, you see Tsitsi Yaku is sitting over talking with an ardent in the corner. And there's a bunch of people milling about in this pub. So what are you up to here? Well, I will probably try to juggle or sing and get some attention and then use that as a way to, you know, um, make friends, so to speak. And then hopefully one of them will, the, the pub will be, you know, it's always livelier with, with music or a show. And that's usually how I would uh, earn my my habits. Perfect. Um, yeah, give me a perform roll. I am going to juggle using my grace. Yep. And three for the perform. Oh, I forgot that, you had that. That should be fine. Uh, do you want it? You want to give yourself a narrative advantage? I'm gonna use my uh, urban my ability to to camouflage myself to turn myself into a a tree basically or a, okay. like a, a natural natural looking form that is going to then be an inanimate object that's juggling oh okay yeah yeah okay cool yeah i'll give you a dice for that so it looks like this tree is kind of juggling while standing still it looks like there's just things moving and juggling in the tree i like it very cool Maybe pulling people's mugs out of their hands, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Roll. Okay. So that'll be five dice. All right. And let's see. It is one, three, 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 five. One, three, 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 five. So you got a conflict with a twist. We'll say the conflict is you get people's attention and they're really starting to get into this interesting juggling act you're doing as you're like taking mugs from them and you'll you'll finish off the drink and then throw it in the air and twirl it about and like toss them a different mug or pick up another mug and like throw it in the air and catch all the liquid in another mug and mix them about and put it back on the table and you're doing this interesting juggling act um the conflict is going to be there seems to be a minstrel of sorts who was singing in one corner they're, and they're getting a little bit perturbed that you're, you're taking Upstate. the spotlight off of them. Mr. Steel, yo crowd. <laughs> um, and does anyone have a twist? I mean, I just feel like at least a few of those drinks, like, you know, like they went up in the air, he got them back and he handed them back to, you know, whoever had it. But like, now it's just, you know, a mix of like six different kinds of alcohol in one guy's glass. And he's not happy. <laughs> Like he oh, drinks okay. it and just watch. <laughs> Maybe it's a big guy. I don't know. Okay, so yeah, um, there's there's starting to be a bit of a grumpy looking minstrel, and there's a few grumpy looking patrons from the ones who've gotten back some weird drinks. But other than that, people like are having wine and fun. beer and vodka all in one glass. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, like a gin and tonic and rum and whiskey and. <laughs> 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 and an apple teeny? I don't know. <laughs> I remember somebody used to brag, like, oh, my husband goes to the bar and has them mix all the beers together. And I'm like, we make 
we make fun of people who do yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't uh, make you impressive. It makes you sad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're you're juggling away. Go ahead. Okay. So after I'm done performing, uh, assuming that Tsitsi's still there, I'm going to actually I'm going to find the core group of people that were most interested in my juggling act, and then I'm going to try and see if they have any uh, favorable trading connections that might benefit us or if they, and or also if they have information pertaining to the crew of the bow breaker. Okay. Um, yeah. You head over to this group of people that were really cheering you on and happy to watch you juggle. And you kind of start asking them some questions and they're answering. They, they have a bit of info, but nothing. They kind of point over to to Emmett, who Zitsi is talking to, and Ew. say he's he's the person you should talk to if you want to know about the Bowbreaker or Drock or any of them. Um, and they they kind of look at you and clap you on the back and tell you how great you are at juggling, and they buy you a round of drinks. Um, this minstrel comes up and him and this other guy large ardent the the minstrel's a gal it's just this it's this little gal that just a small mushroom and this large ardent standing behind the minstrel with his arms crossed and the, they both kind of tap you on the shoulder well the the gal kind of taps you on the side and the <laughs> ardent taps you on the shoulder and they I, go uh, hey <laughs> i turn and i face my uh, new new best friends <laughs> they go hey uh what 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 was the meaning of all that i'm gonna like just stare at them with my blank face and like gently lift the mug of of the drink that the that the uh patrons just bought me and just be like and then kind of give them like a like what do you want from me the ardent goes well are you gonna be buying me a new drink too and the the singer goes yeah, yeah, if you're buying a round, maybe we can forgive this whole incident. I'm going to... Oh, that, that's a tough one. Okay. Do, I, I have this little voice inside me that's like, just just start the bar brawl. You know you want to. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I really want to just like steer away from that. It's not going to be a good look for us, especially if we have to stay in town for several days. So I'm actually, I'm going to extend my, my bug to the, uh, the minstrel. And then I'd be like, well, I, I, they only bought me one drink, but here you go. And then I'm going to wander off to go rejoin Tsitsi before they can uh, pressure me pressure me some more. I, I, I have to go rejoin my companion. Uh, excuse me. They, uh, they take the drink and the, the crowd of cheerful people behind you buy the uh, grumpy art into a drink as well. And they're, they're kind of, they're okay with this. They've 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 happily accepted that, and yeah, you go meet up with Zitsi. Uh, as you're meeting up with Zitsi, Gomez walks into the bar as well, and um, I'm gonna say Rook walks into the yeah, bar too. I was thinking about this after finishing, you know, all her tasks. I feel for like the I day. suddenly so... got a hankering for port. I don't know why. <laughs> I just suddenly was craving port. Totally don't know why, but and then it's just like I see the rest of the guys there, and I'm like, "Hey, cool." 
I mentioned to Jisan, that was the most impressive bit of flailing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) (laughs) You should see me when I actually get to drink my drink. (laughs) As long as you don't end up like the be happy one. (laughs) Say what now? Just showing up at the table. (laughs) Oh, we were just talking about she be lover. Good things, I hope. Also, what? Yeah, you guys drink for a little bit at the bar and then head back to the ship for the night to kind of pass out and enjoy the fact that you now have a new ship. Can I interject something really, really quickly? Go for Um, it. I feel like on our way back, I briefly... It's... uh, Tsitsi, you're the one who's looking for the, the last person, right? From the other team. Yes. All right, yeah. I feel like I very like sheepishly and shyly at one point just like kind of like say to you like sorry about suggesting abandoning your friend. It's I just like earlier when we found the boat I just I got excited and I wasn't like I'm 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 sorry. You know, no eye contact the whole time, but just you know sorry. Oh <laughs> still no, I absolutely I no eye contact. I know okay. one minds get caught up in there singular emotions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah okay good night <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys pack it in for the night and hunker down as the storm kind of finishes off and i think that's a good place to end the session there i was ian i was austin i am bev i'm dylan And I'm Jonathan. And signing off for Sponsored by Nobody. Thank you for listening.